0: Welcome to the Red Text,
1: a crossroads of the holy and heretical. Join, Join us now for another, another episode in Unholy communion.
0: communion.
1: Welcome back to the Red Text podcast. My name is Fonzie. I am Witch Illumisente on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And I'm your co host, Ryan, aka the Mestizo Mystic on Instagram or just Mestizo Mystic on Twitter.
1: Oh my gosh, Ryan, how is your beautiful fucking face doing today
0: it's good it's good um you know what's so funny i know i touched on this in our recording just the other night with with juju but like oh my god i had i almost had sleep paralysis last night what? but i think i like was able to actually like get myself out of it and you know it was funny i did it by making the sign of the cross like in my dream like i guess i just kept making the sign of the cross and like saying a hail mary and it was funny because I was like very adamant about replacing Santissima's water last night, um, her altar water before I went to bed, but I didn't. I, I FaceTimed my boyfriend and then like closed my eyes for five seconds, you know, telling myself, oh, I'm just gonna take a small nap and then end up fucking knocking out. Oh my god. And it was funny because Santa what if it was in my dream? I forgot how and in what way, shape, and form. And she wasn't mad at me. I just remember her presence being in the dream. But then I remember having like that feeling of like about to have sleep paralysis. So it, like as I was still like in my dream, I was like making the sign of the cross, but I could tell like my body was like Frozen and shit. It was weird. It was like I wasn't having full sleep paralysis. I was like in the realm of about to have it, but I was acknowledging or like uh cognizant of it. And so I was making the sign of the cross. Woke up. It was the middle of the night, so I immediately go p- replace her altar water and fall back to sleep. Um, oh my god! Sounds like a baby. And how I was mentioning the other, yeah, and how I was mentioning with Juju's podcast how like I've been slacking on replacing my ancestors' altar water and how that affected my mood positively. Same thing today. I replaced Aunt water and I just again socializing with my coworkers, which i never do cracking jokes being buddy buddy which normally i literally don't right. say a fucking works i don't care for any of them which makes me sound like an asshole but it's just like you know sometimes you just show up to work to do your job right right and right. that's how i feel and so not me being like fucking buddy buddy and and kind to everybody and uh <laughs> yeah and so that happened and then today is just fucking hot i mean for i'm i'm a bay area kid Ugh. and so i'm used to like said like 70s mid 70s at the highest today it has hit like the mid 80s i for those who subscribe to the patreon you will see in the video right now i'm wearing nothing but a tank top and some shorts i am so hot right now my house is hot and stuffy i was literally taking off my clothes at work as we were closing because i was like i'm not about to walk out that door and deal with this heat in a button up and a jacket mm. and walk uphill to get to my parked vehicle absolutely not mm-hmm. other than all that it's been a great day I got my tax return, not the money, but I finished filing my taxes. So I can't wait to get that money back. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a tattoo next week, which I'm excited for. It's <gasps> a really beautiful design that's um, a friend of my boyfriend. And well, she's my friend too now. And her name is Kavi. And shout out Jungle Candy Tattoos on Instagram. And it's a candle with a snake wrapped around it and then two butterflies. And so oh, I am going to get the line work and the... and. I know, and you know what's funny? Before Kevin even knew I was going to get that, uh, my boyfriend, he also is getting a tattoo from Kavi, and he's also getting a candle and um, some butterflies. Oh my and god! He's either candle butterflies or steak and butterflies. And so I was like, "You motherfucker, you're getting you just want to get matching tattoos, huh?" You guys are so um, disgusting. Yeah, so I'm so for that. I thought I wasn't cute <laughs> and ill. We did not plan this. We did not plan this. Okay. Um, and I thought I wasn't going to be able to get tattoos because i'm on accutane which makes your skin a lot more sensitive Mm -hmm. uh but i hit up my dermatologist today she's like it's preferred you don't and i was like oh so i i can though work Uh, so i am because because i'm stubborn (laughs) um but other than that i've been good how 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 have you been
1: Uh, okay so it was like mid 80s over there it was mid fucking 90s over here and it literally i'm like living in the devil's ass crack right now like i am in satan's ass crack right now it is so fucking oh, hot outside unwashed unwashed yeah unwashed um disgusting sweaty musty satan's ass crack it is so hot over here um and the where i live in la it's a valley so it's 10 degrees hotter than anywhere else in la so i'm just like oh my god it's so bad i'm wearing a blazer right now for all the folks who are on the patreon and looking at the looking because i wanted to look cute but i'm not wearing any pants so <laughs> i couldn't fucking i had to like offset it by not wearing pants <laughs> because it's so fucking hot over here it's just disgusting
0: Ooh, are we yeah <laughs> i don't know the heat oh no it's no, no, they're just, just loud little kids. Oh, teens, okay. I, 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 saw I don't know. Maybe they're my age. I don't know. Um, yeah. Nah. Um, See, I, I think I've mentioned how I'm moving back home with my family. And there in the summer, it gets mid to high 90s to low 100s. And that I don't fuck with. I do not fuck. Don't get me wrong. I love to go out and tan when it's like in the 80s like this. Like, I, I will go out and tan in this mm-hmm. weather, jump in some water. But like, once it gets, like my threshold, let's be real. Like, my preferred temperature zone is like, Mid 70s. Oh, that's wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. Not too cold. Not too hot. It's perfect. And then I can withstand up to like, I can withstand 80 to low 80s. But anything above like mid 80s to 90s, I'm like that. This is just unnecessarily hot. It makes me want to commit a felony. Right. And it's it's disgusting. It like is. I just want to be covered in ice.
1: I do. And then you know, it's like my wardrobe is not made for the sun. Like I am, I am fucking. You know, I am a born and raised goth kid. So like, I can't. Like I have to abandon my long trench coats and leather pants and platform boots in the summer because I just can't fucking stand it. But um, other than that, oh, I impulsively joined a gym today, uh, Ooh, which is like not very like me. Like I like before I met you, like in the in like right before the pandemic, um, like I was so good. At going to the gym. I was so good at like exercising and doing all of those things. I have a background in, um, in kinesiology. It's part of my degree. So I know how the body works and how to exercise certain muscles. I know how to isolate muscles very, very well. And I was doing really, really well. And then the pandemic happened and the gym that I was like a member to or member with didn't pause the membership during the pandemic while they were closed. They were still charging folks for yeah isn't that fucking stupid so i canceled my membership i wasn't going to the gym for like a good year and a half and then i became a pescatarian to kind of offset like my really bad um eating habits and then also not exercising as regularly and i was bulking up like i was really bulking up at the at the end of the, uh, the beginning of the pandemic so i was like really upset that i couldn't go to the gym anymore and then um then because <laughs> then, then because i like i i went to like this this like i don't want to really get into it i went to like a really really bad bout of depression so like i started eating carbs a lot so i gained a lot of weight um because carbs are life and so
0: um i mean we're asian rice
1: every day you know babes i uh, give me a bowl of noodles and like i'm it's mm. like game over like game over there was mm-hmm. actually about a point i don't know if this is sad but i am obsessed with butter noodles do you know what butter noodles are
0: Oh, bitch! You don't have to tell oh, me. Oh, mm.
1: let me tell you, butter just so it, simple, so it's easy. It's so uh, good. It's literally butter, garlic, Parmesan cheese, and spaghetti noodles. It is a fucking uh, fire. <laughs> uh, that is that is drunk food. That is high food. Like that is. Yes. oh my god it's girl so i like that
0: sober drunk right know, you know okay i i don't support her but i used to watch her for entertainment because i thought she was so stupid is it trisha paytas trisha Tr- paytas yes 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 yes
1: yes,
0: yes. <laughs> trisha paytas put me on the butter noodles i will say that with my full chest and you know what i i uh, use plant-based butter though so it's not it's still fatty but it's it's uh I have. Uh, have you used plant based butter? I have. Like Country Croc makes. I have. Oh my God. It's good. Yes. Country Croc makes a, like an absolutely amazing plant based butter, one with avocado oil and one with olive oil. Mm-hmm. But it smells, cooks, tastes just like butter and I shit you not everyone listening I get it I love meat I love dairy and I'm not shitting you when I say this plant based butter by country crock tastes exactly cooks exactly smells exactly like butter I could slap that shot on some toast mm-hmm. tastes like butter yeah. um, so, but yes butter noodles go on yeah
1: yeah yeah. so yeah <laughs> there was like a good like month where I was obsessed with butter noodles I had it for almost every single meal it was it was a bad t- it was a dark time for me <laughs> so I was eating a lot of butter noodles because it made me feel better I have a very unhealthy relationship with food um, me too. so I always try to off like throughout my entire life I've always had issues with food and like how to deal with food and also how to um because my emotions and my food are very, very much intertwined. So mm-hmm. I used I, I I kind of offset it by going to the gym. And I like recently or not recently, like right before the pandemic hit, like I fell like I found a love for going to the gym and waking up super early at like four o'clock in the morning and like getting like a really early oh my god yeah no dude i'm telling you like i was so good if i didn't get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to the gym i would go to the gym at like 11 o'clock at night because i don't like going there with a lot of people because people are disgusting yeah um so (laughs) i like going when there's no people and um but it's really, really awesome to, um, because I'm I'm also in the in the process of getting that morning routine back in because I've been waking up really late and going to work really mm-hmm. late and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I've been working on lately is trying to get my morning routine back, and one of those things is going to the gym. So I signed up for a gym. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit excited to go back to the gym. I don't know how, because, you know, the first couple of weeks is always the worst. So. Right. Um, right. So we'll see. And it's fucking terrible timing because now it's heating up. It feels like literally in the middle of summer in April. Yeah. Um, so going to the gym is not going to be fun. But anyways, yeah. so that's what happened today. Um, and uh, but I'm really excited for what we're going to talk about today. Ryan, what are we talking about today?
0: Oh my god, something that you can incorporate into every aspect of your life. Even non-witches can do this shit and it's so fucking easy. Mm-hmm. It's like Frank's red hot sauce. I put that shit on, on everything. everything. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, sigils and sigil magic less so focusing on the history and background of sigils and more so focusing on the practicality because that's what we as folk witches love to talk about here mm-hmm. um, i could definitely recommend some podcasts and sources if you're more interested in the history and background of sigils but we want to give you and equip you with the tools and knowledge and everything necessary to get your practice up and running and to give you those tools to just start using off the bat and it's definitely important to understand the background of why and what you're doing but like i said we want to offer you our practice, our experience with whatever we're talking about on this podcast. So you can take it and run with it and start, start doing it because I love when Britain and Jay on invoking witchcraft podcast at the end of every podcast, are just like do witchcraft. Like that's what me and Fonzie want you to do is to just do witchcraft. Like you can find the information on background and history elsewhere. We just want you to do witchcraft. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. That's how your craft evolves and how you evolve and transform and sigil magic. So simple, that's not to say that it's not powerful because it's simple and powerful, and there's so many ways to make them, so many ways to charge them, so many ways to use them. They're so versatile, like me, like you, yeah, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I love sigil magic, it's actually one of the most like, co- let's it's a it really is a common place in my practice. Is sigil magic if I don't know what to do, um. I will do a candle and a sigil because a candle, it just those two things are like just, they're staples in my practice. And I, it's like butter and noodles. It's like butter. and Oh my God, you're right. It's like butter and noodles. Um, but yeah, I love sigil magic. And the reason why I love sigil magic in uh, like, just specifically it's, is because it's, spe- it's, it's um, personal and it's specific to you. Right. Because yes. you make it yourself. Um, I mean, obviously you can, use sigils that other folks have used if they if they you know give you permission to use them um but i don't necessarily think that's necessarily a good idea i mean that's just my personal opinion i don't use other people's sigils only because i don't know what is attached to them um or how they were made or how they were consecrated or you know, it mm-hmm. you know, but also who made them, you know, it's, it's also right. specific to the practitioner. So if it's coming Absolutely. from like, if I would, I would feel comfortable with a sigil that Ryan made sure because I trust Ryan Ryan's my friend, but um, I would prefer to incorporate a sigil that I make myself. Um, but first things first, let's like talk about what the hell a sigil actually is. I think that's... Sorry,
0: my, my brain went straight to Nikki when you said that. First things first, I'll, I'll beat you. your brains. <laughs> <laughs> Always. This is, what happen, this is what happens when you give two gays microphones. I... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm a motherfucking monster. Um, so yeah, Ryan, what is a sigil? Like what, yeah. how, what do you define a sigil? How do you define a sigil?
0: So a sigil, and this is me defining it, not reading out of a book or anything. The way I define a sigil is that it's a symbol that consists of, like you said, Fonzie, a specific intention. Because again, when it comes to magic, when you do general magic, you're going to get general results. And so just like with that just like with keeping that in mind, sigils also operate in the same realm. If you make a sigil for a general purpose, you're going to get general results. But the thing is that they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful tools for very specific intentions. Right. And it's something that most people on spiritual or occult or witch, um, witch Instagrams will have likely seen because they're just so popular and so widely used. And so but to, to, before we go into the method of making them, de- defining a sigil, it's a symbol that consists of an intention. So crafting the symbol with an intention in mind and charging it, activating it, using it in whatsoever way works best for you in your practice. But basically creating a symbol that has specific meaning to you with a specific intention to bring and manifest that intention into reality. Mm-hmm. Uh would you define it the same way, Fonzie, or do you have a different kind of definition you want to share? Yeah, I mean,
1: I would say exactly the same thing. It's a magical symbol that you infuse with your magic and it you give it a job, you know. You kind of make a symbol with a series of lines and and whatever. You and depending on how you decide to consecrate it, I burn mine. So after I burn it, it kind of goes into the universe and the universe is kind of like recognize that symbol as This is what the, this is what he needs with this symbol. And this is how we're going to help him. You know, that's, that, that's just generally speaking how I see my sigils. Um, But that's basically all. It's a magical symbol that represents something. So, um, and uh, you can use that in so many different ways and I use it all the time. And there are sigils and seals and symbols literally all around us right there it's fucking everywhere um they don't have to be complicated i mean they can be if you choose to make them complicated they they can literally be like an x with a circle around it and that if to you that means something then that's what you give that a job and that just means something right or it could be really you know complicated and elaborate and um you know Artistic, or you know, you can really run with your creativity when it comes to crafting sigils. Make it personal, right? So, in saying that, what what um, what kind of um, methods do would you recommend to to folks who are getting into sigil magic?
0: Yeah, I think well, the one that's most commonly used that I don't personally use, but we should mention it just because it's the most popular method is simply writing out a statement or intention and in the present tense and the present tense is really important. uh, And I'll elaborate that on just in a little bit, but uh, Mm -hmm. writing the statement in the present tense, as if you already have what it is that you're kind of petitioning for, and then crossing out all repeating letters and crossing out all vowels, then the letters that you're left with, you use those lines and shapes to craft a sigil. Now I personally don't use that method because I have trouble creating sigils that way i I, i'm a creative person Mm -hmm. and i'm an artistic person but Mm -hmm. not in the sense of drawing things i i like photography i like editing videos things of that nature that's where i'm creative but not in the sense of like art as in drawing so that one i struggle with Mm -hmm. um now there's a method that i like i don't really know how to describe it in words basically you you create a grid and you're assigning numbers to each letter of the alphabet Mm -hmm. and so then once you have your, so you write your statement as usual, again, cross out repeating letters and repeating vowels. And then now that you have numer, um, numerologic but now that you have assigned numbers to each letter of the alphabet, you draw a circle and then you number the circle around it. You can either do it in numerological order. I like to randomize the numbers. That way my sigils don't always look exactly, you know, too mm-hmm, similar. Mm-hmm. And what you come up what i come up with is uh, ends up looking like a, a it looks like a bunch of squiggles not like wavy squiggles but like like lines uh you know going back and forth and you start with a circle a little circle and begin tracing and then end with a dash and for our patron members we're going to go ahead and upload grimoire pages depicting Fonzie and I's processes for making sigils and give you some examples. And we're also going to post, uh, you know, maybe one or two on Instagram for those who are not Patreon members. Again, to see our to see our methods, but for more in depth ones, you can go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon, and that should be posted soon after this recording. But uh, that's how I make mine. And while they look pretty simple, I I find it easier for myself. Like one day I was literally at work; it was super slow. I had my journal open, and I was just making sigil after sigil after sigil Uh, because another thing about sigils is that you want to be able to forget them you don't want to linger on them just like when you're casting a spell you don't want to lust for those results you kind of just want to do it and forget about it and let it manifest Mm -hmm. same with sigils like for me like having really intricate lines just going back and forth without me being able to memorize the pattern helps me more easily forget it and therefore more easily manifest it now the last Mm -hmm. method i want to touch on i i use a script called Baybayin and it is a pre-colonial script from the Philippines. Fonzie is familiar with it, but for those who aren't, it's a pre-colonial script that was used in the Philippines. It looks beautiful. It looks magical in and of itself. So what I'll do is I'll take like a word in English and then translate it to Tagalog, which is a dialect of Filipino in the Philippines. And then, um, so Baybayin is, uh, what's the proper word? It's a syllable. Like the, the the script of a bayan is based off of syllables. So like yeah so for example like you have ta la ga um and so there's a symbol for ta, a symbol for la and a symbol for ga. So you basically the babayan is written how the how the word sounds. I wish I could remember what the what the proper word for that is, but you, you write babayan, mm-hmm. how the word sounds. And so I translate an English word to Tagalog and then turn that Tagalog word into babayan. Mm-hmm. And then I take that babayan script from that word. And that's a lot easier for me to work with because if you look up mm-hmm. babayan script, you can see that it already, again, looks magical. And it's much more easier to work with when, than just random lines left over at, after a statement, um, if that makes sense. And so I've made some really, really neat sigils and I've shown Fonzie them. But I've made some really neat sigils uh, using the Babayan script as well, and that's probably one of my favorites because one, I feel like I'm getting in touch with my Filipino ancestry, and two, they just look rad as fuck. They do, um,
1: yeah. I, I, Babbayan is so fucking cool. Like it's it's oh gosh, um, and yeah, like you said, like incorporating it within your ancestry is, I think, really really important.
0: Um, I've Yeah. I, I, I'm, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Go I was go just ahead. gonna. Oh no, I wanted to invite you to talk about to talk about your methodology as well now.
1: Well, I I just I just want to touch on the buy buy in thing because I tried doing by buy in in my sigil work and my intentions mm-hmm. are so fucking long because I'm an idiot because I like to be specific so like yeah. I want to be like you know so it's usually my like what, whatever my will is is pretty long so when you when you write something out in English and then you translate it in to tagalog it makes it even longer <laughs> sometimes so right there's like so many so so, so many oh, syllables girl, that's why
0: i just do a word that's why i can only <sighs> do like like shut up or unlock right. or hide like something that i can like kind of sum up my intention in in one word which it, it can be difficult and it makes you kind of have to step out of your comfort zone and, mm-hmm. and think outside the box uh but i can see what you mean if you're trying to take a whole intention translate that to tagalog and then translate that into bye bye and that's going to be so much to write it's a lot it's a lot so um i i did it once
1: for a um uh god i did it once for a love candle (laughs) i was dating a guy at the time it didn't work um and it was probably because of the fucking sigil um but (laughs) actually no that's not true he was he was just not that he was not a great guy anyways um but uh yeah i i take a more uh i like the um the you know the the graph kind of structure of like using some sort of guide like what you mentioned with the numbers like assigning a number to a letter and then using like a graph like a circular graph to connect the numbers to each other and then forming um, forming a symbol I really like that especially if like I'm in a pinch and I really need a sigil really really quick and I don't have time to like sit and like craft one but when I'm really sitting and crafting one. I kind of just write out the intention and I use the the shapes of the letters and and I incorporate and I kind of I kind of mold them into circles and lines because circles and lines are like my favorite like um I don't know form of symbolism I guess because I mm-hmm. I see I see lines as as like paths and as um as just you know to walk and then I see uh, circles as um, uh, completion, so I incorporate a lot of circles, a lot of dots, a lot of lines, and my sigils end up looking like crop circles, um, which I really like. I like how they look, and they're really easy to draw um especially if i'm like drawing on a weird shape like a candle or something they're really easy to draw on a candle or if i'm like trying to melt it onto like a pillar candle or something they're really easy to carve um so yeah i kind of take a more intuitive more like i'll take my time sometimes it takes me like three or four hours to like craft a sigil that i really really love and i like crafting i really do like the art of crafting a sigil um and i don't want to cut you off
0: but i just got to give you props for taking that long because i have mentioned several <laughs> times throughout this podcast i'm an impatient motherfucker i i i will find a way to put the energy that you do in three to four hours into five minutes of demise sigils because i just i cannot be taking totally that long.
1: <laughs> totally this is not me trying to tell you that you need to spend three or four hours crafting a sigil and this is not me just like sitting at a table looking at a sigil for three or four hours and just like like you know like you know cr- like there's like crinkled paper all around me. It's not, it's not like, like I'll come back and revisit it. You know, I'll come back and like yeah. do something yeah. else, but it'll like over the span of like three or four hours, I'll be crafting a sigil because I like spending time with them. Um, I like yeah. building my, my relationships with them. And also something that you and I kind of differ with. I do not, For I don't forget all of my sigils. Sometimes I, mm-hmm. I especially if it's a sigil that I re, uh, that requires longevity and something that I constantly need to work with. Um, totally. like personally, if I was going to make a, a, a road opener sigil, I would want to keep working with that sigil until, until my will, whatever that will be granted, I will continue to work with that sigil. Um, so it really depends on how you feel about it, um sometimes like if i think i if i you know like results stop coming and you haven't you know achieved your goal yet and things kind of become stagnant you can modify your sigil maybe there's something in there that you want to modify um but um yeah i i i don't think it's not a, a, a terrible idea to um you know to spend uh spend time with your sigil and bring forth you know whatever you're looking for especially oh, yeah. if it's um yeah it's a. It has uh, longevity. You want to kind of bring, yes. keep working with it. You know,
0: I agree. I, I, yeah. I don't always think it's necessary to forget it. Like you're saying, Fonzie, I do agree. Like especially if it's something for like road opening or something that you want to unfold over a long period of time. Like even just creating a photo out of it and putting it up on your wall, so every time right. you pass by your hallway or something, you gaze at it. But then you walk away, you know, so it's like you gaze, you gaze at it, it's going back in your subconscious, which is manifesting into reality, and then you walk away from it. So it's like right. just those continual brief glimpses of it continually feed it that energy and help bring it into, into reality. Right. Um, but something like more quick, I guess I would, I would, uh, oh you yeah, know, set it and forget it, so to speak. So like, oh, oh for sure. this, this date happens on the, not this date, Um, something, for example, like, oh, I get this job interview on this date at this time, like, bam, like, you know, that's not something you need to to constantly look at and worry about something like you said like road opening i can see so really it depends on the situation of course yes
1: yes yes it does depend on the situation um and like something like uh if you're crafting a sigil to put over your doorway to protect your home like that's that requires longevity you know you want to continue to work with that so um you know it really depends on how you see it um personally when it comes to crafting a sigil i don't think that there's any less or more magic um with how much you how much time you spend crafting it so i always err on the side of you know make it simple don't don't try to make it too complicated complicated especially if you're incorporating it into spell work because drawing that over and over and over again is a pain in the ass trust me Absolutely. like don't 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 try to do anything too complicated or elaborate especially if you're trying to carve it into a candle or whatever like it doesn't have to be pretty it just has to do its job you know um
0: totally but yeah i think they're fun oh i'm sorry go ahead
1: no i that was it
0: Oh, I was going to say, I think sigils are like fun little science experiments, right? Because like with all of our spell work, I'm horrible at writing down and recording stuff. I'm fully going to be humble and admit that. Mm -hmm. But sigils, because especially if it's like a short term goal or something that you're trying to manifest pretty quickly, are like fun little science experiments. Because again, Mm -hmm. like, it's like when you make a wish with a genie, right? Sometimes they might play a fucking trick on you and twist your words and give you something that you weren't expecting. Like, um, what's a fucking example? I, I can't think of one, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, like just, just writing down like what the sigils for and then <clears throat> charging or act uh, charging it and activating it and then seeing how it manifests. Right. Cause then if it kind of manifests in a fucked up way that you weren't intending, you can go back to that intention and see like, okay, wait, what needs to be reworded? Mm-hmm, no. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm usually good at coming up with examples, but I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. Well, Do you know, like an example of like, like an intention where you're like, oh, maybe I should have worded that differently. Cause that manifested not how I intended
1: well, yeah. I mean, if you draw a sigil for making more money and then you get into a car accident and you get a, you get your insurance check back and it's a lot of money. There you go.
0: There you go. Exactly that. Yeah.
1: I mean, you use that. Yeah, that's your example. You use that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I took that from you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important to be specific. We, I mean, that goes to any any sort of your spell work. I think it's important to be specific. I mean, protection. Yeah. Okay. You don't really have to be super specific about that. But at the same time, I would, I would craft... One sigil for spiritual protection. I will craft a separate one for bodily protection. I would craft a separate one for emotional. You know, I would craft separate ones to do its own little job. You know,
0: absolutely. Um, so I think we've covered the basics of what sigils are and mm-hmm. our methodologies for making them. Unless there was any other ways you wanted to talk about how you make them. No, that's it. Okay, cool. Should we move on to talking about the how, like charging and activating? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, that's also cool. fun. Do you, you can go first.
1: Okay. So charging and activating, what I usually like to do is I will first activate the the sigil and there are ways to do this that I am not aware of. Um, I only, I'm only aware of how I did it and I just, I just let my intuition kind of do its thing. Um, so what I did was I, what, what I do is I craft the sigil on a piece of paper. Um, and, uh, one of these things that I've carried with me—I don't know how much um, you know historical, uh, you know, basis this has—but I I heard it somewhere and I just carry it with me and I just do it every single time. Is when you craft a sigil on a piece of paper, all of the edges should not be machine-made edges. Um. Now this is this is person this is just personal. You don't have to incorporate this if you don't feel like it, but. All of the edges of my paper, I rip, I tear myself. So I have to tear all of the edges. So if I'm doing something that I want to bring forth towards me, I tear it towards me. And if I want to banish something, if it's like a banishing sigil, I will tear the paper away from me. Um, I will craft my sigil on a separate piece of paper, right? And then I will... When I finally craft it, I'm finished, I'll put it on that actual like piece of parchment or piece of paper that I'm actually gonna do with the activation. Um, I'll write it, or I'll draw it, and then I will fold it um, towards me if I'm trying to bring something forth towards me or away from me if I'm trying to banish. And every single time I fold it, I turn it clockwise if I'm bringing forth, counterclockwise if I'm banishing. Um, And I just keep folding it until I can't fold it anymore. And then I create a holy fire inside of a cauldron and I throw it in and then I let it burn and the ashes and I let it burn and let the ashes, um, you know, go into the salt. And then eventually I just use the salt as black salt because there's nothing really wrong with the ashes of your sigil. There's nothing really, I don't think that there's any, it was just an activation. One really cool thing that I actually incorporated a couple of times is using wishing paper And wishing paper, I got this from Marshall, who's the Witch of uh, Southern Light. Wishing paper is this really dope paper that you can actually buy online. Um, And you can draw something on it. And you, you crinkle it up. And then you form it into like a cylinder. And you stand it up. And it's like a cylinder standing up. And you light the top of it. And as it burns, it flies, like it flies up into the air. It's really, it's really cute. It's really, really cute. And it's kind of, it kind of adds to that visualization of like sending the, the, um, the intention and the sigil up into like, if you're setting it up to your heavenly court or you're like setting it up into the universe or whatever, it's a really cool visual, you know, and it kind of adds. I want
0: some. Yeah.
1: It's really sweet. I can send you the link. It's really, it's a really sweet thing. And I, I, I also bring it to um like, f- like, birthday parties so like if someone's having a birthday i'll bring wishing paper so they can do like a little wish on this paper it's really sweet i love it so much i love that that's
0: so cool uh, i i love theatrics like that yes it's
1: very theatrical it's very gay so doing something like that it's especially if you're que- you're gonna love it it's really it's it's so it's so cute it's really queer it's so so gay um and then um, after that, I just let the sigil kind of work. Um, now, if it's a sigil that I want to use, like that's the, a more um, long lasting, I will, um, after it's activated and after it's consecrated, I will, um, like, let's say for example, I want to do a sigil that is over my door to protect my home. I will draw the sigil on an anointed piece of paper with either with like let's say for example i want to do a protection sigil for my home i'll anoint it with fiery wall of protection anoint that whole thing um let that sit um kind of let it absorb it and then i will put it into a bed of herbs and salt and let it sit there for you know three days six days nine days however you feel i like increments of three i i incorporate the number three a lot because of the holy trinity so you know, three days, six days, nine days, you can do that. And then after that, I'll unfold it and then pin it to wherever I, if I'm doing it over my door, I'll just pin it over my door. And then in a couple of months, take it down, either remake it or recharge it and then put it back up.
0: I love that. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other other preferred ways of, of charging and activating? And this is pretty, you're pretty. Uh, that's yeah. pretty those it. Those, that's um, pretty much it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's really simple. I don't really have another way of doing it. I really haven't found another Um, especially because i get to set things on fire like like Mm -hmm. tell me about a better way to do it you know what i mean
0: totally excuse me uh yeah the ways i do it i tend to whenever i'm charging something and i don't know if it's just because like i was taught reiki a couple years ago Mm. and that made me a lot more sensitive and able to channel energy like so much more efficiently i always hold my hand i'm sorry are you are you you an empath is that what you're trying to tell me (laughs) (laughs) Me and empath, I think like I feel something in my hands, (laughs) Um, but uh, I like to either hold my hands over things kind of like how when a priest is blessing something, Uh, I mean, I guess I technically am a priest, I'm a lay minister, but uh, that's true uh, or holding things in between my hands or like holding something in my hands and whispering into it, which is usually Psalm 23, because that's just the one I have memorized, Mm -hmm. but uh, usually holding my hands over something because I can usually begin to feel the energy start to flow, usually in the form of heat and then I just visualize that going into whatever I'm charging, in this case, a sigil. I also love setting shit on fire. My entire birth chart, except like two signs, are all fire and air. So incense and smoke and just setting shit on fire is my passion. So like <laughs> you, Fonzie, I love just setting shit on fire, seeing it slowly burn away and just see the smoke rises, like visualizing it going into the ether and manifesting into reality. Um Sometimes, if I do have like a sigil that's not just a bunch of like zigzaggy lines, and it's actually a symbol I do remember, sometimes I'll just trace it using my finger over something, like maybe a drink before I drink it. What something I've never tried, but I've always had the idea is sugar paper. So, water is known to really easily hold. Charges and vibrations. That's why if you mm. speak into water and drink it, um, or even when you keep it by your bedside, and a lot of folk magic, it's it's meant to absorb nightmares and absorb negative energy. But if you put like a symbol on, on a piece of paper under a piece uh, under a glass of water, it's supposed to take that charge. But my idea was to either with a sigil or intention, whatever it may be, write it on sugar paper since it dissolves, and then put it in water, let it dissolve, and then drink, drink the water. Yeah, so incorporating, if someone's not really geared towards the element of fire, that's a way to do it with the element of water. water. And Love so, again, that. I've never done it, but it's always something I've had in the back of my head. I've just never gone out of my way to, to buy sugar paper to do it. Um, what else? That's uh, genius. I have uh austin phoenix brambles favorite way i have come on sigils before uh funny enough, oh, yeah Fonzie, it was actually for her, it wasn't a love spill it was just trying to get this dude to, to like be enamored with me so he would be a constant fuck buddy didn't work he ended up immediately exiting my life shortly thereafter and never talking to me again which i was like you know what it's fine whatever it's fine oh this God. is fine <laughs> um it's fine <laughs> you know he was a fuck boy anyway so i dodged a bullet there that's true um i was just desperate for dick and as we all are as we all are but uh yes or placing it underneath a candle um things of that nature and i'm trying to think is there any other way setting it on fire or just charging it with my hands and then activating it through the use of fire those are usually my two go-tos yeah. uh or if it is again a more simple sigil carving it into a candle or incorporating it to smoke. if i was a lot more crafty i would make talismans out of sigils like the first thing coming to mind was like using clay or resins to like actually give your sigil a sigil solidified form and making it a talisman, again more so for, for mm. long term purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, or what else? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, that's pretty much how I, sorry, the bus is going by. I didn't even, I totally forgot about
1: like, uh, come and spit because I, I put my sigils in my mouth before I, mm. I, I burn it. I totally forgot about that,
0: like the paper of the sigil, or like yeah. After like I the sigil on paper, you put it?
1: after I fold it, I put it in my mouth and I let it kind of saturate my like in my saliva.
0: So mm-hmm. I totally Talk forgot here. about
1: I totally forgot to Um, which is strange because I never do. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> and it's it's also nothing. It doesn't necessarily have to be anything inherently sexual. Like you can use your 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 bodily secretions to just use as a tag log. It's kind of just your uh tag lock because it's 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 your essence it it adds it adds the um this is mine you know so i mean obviously you can definitely use if you're using if you're crafting a sigil for sex then i i don't think you should not be doing it with i mean you should be doing it with some sort of sexual fluids um i think that's very appropriate
0: um absolutely yeah, so. Oh, uh, you can draw it on your body with a Sharpie. Like if you oh, yeah. are going somewhere like a protective sigil and you want to protect your energy, you can draw it on your body with a Sharpie. God, I feel like I usually know so many ways to like versatilely, or uh, versatily, so many. I think I know so many ways to use sigils uh, in, in versatile manners. Well,
1: but, uh, I mean, let's, let's kind of go into it. Like what are your favorite ways to use sigils? Like your kind of everyday things?
0: Yeah, either carrying them on me, so writing them on paper, putting it in my wallet. I haven't made a sigil in a minute, to be honest. But when I did, like I said, I would carry them mm-hmm. on paper, uh, either in my pocket, in my wallet. Usually burn them. If I did burn them, I feel like I would end up trying to save the ashes to actually use again for that, you know, specific intention. Yeah, purpose, totally. Kind of like, kind of like, ho- like some type of holy ash or like an ash imbued with an intention. Sure. Um, but I just don't burn enough sigils to to really do that. Um, using it as wards, you know, we talked about warding in our spiritual protection episode. So you can, like you mentioned earlier, yep. Ponzi, just place it above your doorway. Bada bing, bada boom. You got a ward right there. Mm-hmm. And uh psh, using them, you could use them with crystals. Um you could charge a Actually, here's an idea: you could put a crystal on top of a sigil, and depending on the type of crystal you're using, might be associated with the intention of your sigil, and therefore imbue the crystal with the more energy of that sigil. And then yeah. you kind of have like a supercharged intentional crystal. Totally. Mineral, whatever. Um, those are the ones that are coming to my mind off the top of my head as of right now. What about you? Um, well, obviously putting
1: them on candles, that is like just, that's like witchcraft 101, right? Putting sigils on candles, symbols on candles, you know. That's how that's pretty common with my practice, something that I utilize every single day is drawing a protective sigil on my coffee filter before I brew my coffee. So if you use a non-toxic pen, which a lot of pens are, or a one of those like Crayola markers, those are non-toxic. So drawing a, a, a sigil onto your coffee filter, especially if you see your coffee, which you should, as a potion. Um, you can uh, kind of infuse that magic while the coffee filters through the filter and it also in turn also filters through the sigil itself. So I like to use kind of something, something that kind of sets me up for the day. So I'll draw a sigil at the bottom of my coffee filter for, um, I don't know, let's say for example, I have a date that night. <laughs> which I don't, but I'm just saying, like, if I did, <laughs> I'll do maybe like a, like a, a sigil to help, um, you know, for open communication, you know, um, or to kind of, uh, for just open, just being open, <laughs> just in uh, all sense of the
0: word, I guess. <laughs> and just annoy, You can anoint the sigil with popper fluid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just, um, I just want, it to be open (laughs) i don't know that's gaping yeah Yeah, exactly Um, keep keep the gates open so i mean you can kind of incorporate it in any way you feel like um but that's one of my kind of favorite everyday ways of using a sigil um using over doorways like i mentioned before drawing sigils on pieces of paper and putting them in your shoe I like that a lot. Yes, I like that a lot, a lot, especially if you kind of, um, you're feeling kind of um, not very grounded or not safe, um, or maybe you want to uh, kind of protect your, like if you're going to somewhere that's unfamiliar or um, maybe you feel like you might be the victim of some sort of uh, magical attack and people are kind of cursing the floors. You can use sigils in your shoes to protect yourself from cursed floors. Or cursed ground, right? Also, I ha- just had an idea.
0: You could turn your name into a sigil and then use that to like kind of mark your work or mark certain territories, Ooh. or like use that as like a personal tag lock.
1: I love that. Yeah, any way you can actually make a tag lock, I think, is a great idea. But that's a great idea. I love that. Um, going into a cemetery and putting sigils in your shoe, I think, is a good idea. Um, I think, uh, which I don't do because I don't visit cemeteries very often. Um, but I just think it's a good idea, but something that I've mentioned before is crafting sigils to protect social media. Your, your, your social media content is like crafting Mm -hmm. a sigil and then using some sort of software, like photo, photo editing software to superimpose the sigil on top of the file that you actually want to post and like decreasing the opacity so that you can't see the sigil, but the sigils in the file, you know, so, um, your social media presence is, is protected. Um yeah, those are kind of my like favorite everyday things. Um sigils are so much fucking fun. I use sigils at work because I am a healthcare professional, so um I'm only saying this as an example. I do not recommend you using magic at work unless you know what the hell you're talking about. Or I'm sorry, if you work in healthcare, do not use sigils at work unless you know what the hell you're doing. Um, especially if it's on other people. Especially if it's on other people. So please don't I I am well practiced in what I'm doing. Um, And what I'm doing works very, very, very well. And what I'm doing is pretty safe. It's not very, it's not very out, you know, out of control. It's, it's literally just sigils for pain sigils for for um, that's basically really all it is. It's sigils for pain. So um, it's to alleviate pain relieving. Yeah.
0: I'm like are you out there causing pain your pain I mean I no alleviate hurts, no no no
1: but... I'm relieving pain I'm I'm relieving pain darling oh my god I'm going to lose my license um I'm relieving pain darling I'm relieving it. but yeah um unless you goddamn it if you don't know if you're new to using sigils don't use them at 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 your at on other people don't don't do that yet but I'm well practiced um, do as I say and not I say, as I do, okay? So once you start feeling more comfortable and you feel like you can incorporate sigils into your work or into your actual like care when you're dealing with other people, then yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna tell you what or you should or shouldn't do. Um, uh, but yeah, I do use sigils at work when I'm um, treating my patients and I love that. Oh, keeping sigils in your, in your, um, you know, in your, uh, oh, you mentioned this in your wallet. You can also, what's really cool. Oh, uh, what's really, uh, what's really, uh, cool idea is, uh, when you get those like $2 bills, drawing sigils on the $2 bills and then keeping that in your wallet. I think that's a cool idea to kind Ooh.
0: of, mm-hmm.
1: actually, draw, Ooh, you're not supposed to actually spend the $2 bills. I heard so you're supposed to keep them. So like, if you keep a $2 bill, draw a sigil on it.
0: Yeah. I, um, I work at the bank, so I try to collect $2 bills when I can afford to. Like, I'll withdraw it from my own cash box or give it to one of my coworkers and then withdraw it from my account. Um, But I usually offer them to Santissimo Muerte. If I do spend them, it's usually on things for her as offerings or giving them as donations. So making sure it's always being used for, like, uh, a certain intention or purpose that's not just like, oh, I have $2 bills. Let me go spend it. Um, But another idea of money magic, like drawing sigils for attracting wealth and prosperity on your money and then depositing that into your bank account at an atm or at a bank
1: Ooh, that's a good idea i actually really like that idea because you can actually do a whole spell you can actually use the use the money use the actual bill as a petition paper and Mm -hmm. draw sigils i mean if you don't want to like actually because i don't think once it's drawn i mean you would know better than me but once it's like drawn on is it still considered considered legal tender
0: i think so i think so i don't know i don't know i mean all i know is that if you get as long as you give us 70 percent or more of the bill we can exchange it for you i don't know the legality of drawing on okay money, but but well, oh i just thought of my idea like you know how like sometimes as kids we would use like lemon juice around on paper yeah. and then use it you like to see it yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. could do do that and then that way because i'm also worried that potentially the machines won't take it if you if it, it, there's it, too much writing on it they won't recognize um, it yeah yeah and also magically speaking lemon
1: is great for prosperity so that would be perfect to anoint your that's perfect what a genius idea look at you you're such a you're just a smart witch you are
0: you know it's funny i so, half the time it's armchair shit i'm like oh i have a bunch of ideas and never actually do them <laughs> I will fully admit I can sometimes just be a total armchair bitch, armchair witch, uh, both. <laughs> no, I love that idea. I think I might actually incorporate that.
1: I don't, but the thing about it is, I never go to the bank to deposit anything. Like I never have cash on me. Who carries cash nowadays? But um, you know, I'm
0: trying to more often. To be honest,
1: I never carry cash. Like I don't know why. I just never feel I never have the need to. Everyone's taking out. I don't even. I don't even have to carry my
0: wallet nowadays. Like I, all, everything is on my phone. It's wild. Yeah. A lot of the restaurants in the neighborhood that I work at are cash only. So like I do tend to take out money to get mm-hmm. lunch when I'm at work and then I'll end up with change in my pocket. I do have a single $100 bill in my wallet and it was actually from one of the very first, if not it being the very first spell I ever did with Santa Muerte uh, when I started my devotional practice to her back in 2019. And mm. I am not supposed to spend that money. I never spend that. I never touch that hundred. It stays in my wallet because it's supposed to make sure that my wallet never goes empty or that i never go broke and so it's only going to be for like an extreme emergency and and like i mean extreme that i will touch that hundred dollar bill uh but yeah. other than that I, tr- I try to keep a little bit of pocket change or something because i also there's a lot of uh, houseless people where i work too so you know sometimes when i do buy lunch i'll give them the, the leftover change so i do like to keep change in my pocket here and there or even just using it as an offering like you mentioned the cemetery earlier in the podcast like it's important to leave offerings when you're going into and out of a cemetery and generally uh a go-to one is is change there's change
1: yeah it's a good idea um but yeah the um the the cash i did, depositing a, a petition a petition like dollar bill into your account is a great idea i love that idea
0: i didn't realize lemons were good for prosperity i never thought about them that way
1: i mean i see them that way only because they remind me of anything that's citrus reminds me of the sun mm. so lemons grapefruits oranges they remind me of the sun that's just, maybe that's just upg um but
0: i think uh, hold on right next to me is a stack of books and one of those is the encyclopedia of magical herbs oh see i think that i i i feel like lemons are associated with the sun let's see let's see if i let's find out lemons lemons lemongrass lemon oh psych it's actually feminine and associated with the moon and the element of water um powers longevity purification love and friendship so, so no prosperity at all. <laughs> well I mean if you look at it in terms of like longevity, longevity in terms sure. of like always being prosperous or always having, you know, money being in your account.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean that works. Um I mean I, I know that there's a lot of folks who use lemons as uh, you know, more in like a like in hexing work, which is I think awesome. Um but I do see anything that's citrus, um I always this is like I said, this is purely UPG and it sounds like it actually is. So take take with it if you want. Anything that is citrusy always reminds me of summer and summer reminds me of the sun, and sun reminds just makes me think of prosperity. So um um, do without that if you will, if you don't feel like lemons, if, cause historically it's not, uh, apparently it's not associated with prosperity, then fine, don't use it. Um, but you know, if you do want to, if you do want to incorporate just based on, um, on Cunningham's book, um, for you, exactly what, uh, Ryan just said, if you craft a sigil for longevity in regards to making sure that your account stays full for a long period of time, then that works. Um, you know, so yeah, do that. That's a cool idea. Might actually incorporate yeah. that. That's that'd be a really cool cool little um, little uh, mini spell blog post, maybe that you can write.
0: Mm, yeah. Um, the only book I have to recommend on sigils that I haven't even finished myself that I've barely even started, it's called Sigil Shwitchery. Witchery by I knew by Lord that. Tempest Sacroff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yeah. there's not too too many books strictly on the subject of sigils out there, at least that I'm aware of so uh, sigil witchery teaches you how to make sigils use and being more creative and um what's the word being more creative with your process and making sigils rather than just the simple method of writing an intent and using the leftover letters so she really teaches you that you can get outside the box and, and do a yeah. lot more with with signs and and symbols to make sigils
1: i actually have no resources for sigil work because i never felt like i needed one but maybe i should pick one up but i do have a book on um, angelic symbols and seals, which isn't inherently sigil work, but it's kind of incorporated in a way. I mean, I guess they're related um, because I do use seals when I uh, work, especially if I'm um, working with uh, a specific angel. Um, But yeah, I think going into, but also at the same time, like I said, it's really, really simple. Like, if you need the resources to kind of get more into it, maybe learn more techniques and how to use it and et cetera, et cetera, then do so. Um, but like we mentioned before, you know, crafting a sigil is very simple. You can make it as simple as you possibly, as you want, especially if um, you're not artistically inclined, Um a couple of lines that mean something to you. That's all that really matters. Especially if it only means something to you. If no one knows what the hell that is, that's even better, you know? So, um, um, just kind of focus on that. Focus on, 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 uh, on, um, just, uh, just doing it. Just fucking do it. Go make sigils. That's a really great, safe way to do magic. So go. go and it's
0: it. a, it's a very, uh... They're a great way to learn through trial and error, like how I mentioned earlier that you might make an intention and get results you weren't expecting because you didn't properly phrase your intention. So it, I find them a bit more simple to do as opposed to doing an entire candle ritual or just a mm-hmm. whole ritual in general, yeah. just, to, <clears throat> just to find out that you didn't phrase your intention correctly. So sigils are definitely a great trial and error experiment in learning how to properly set an uh, an intention to to manifest properly.
1: Yes. Um I would wanna I wanna ask you, have you ever used a sigil to hex?
0: No, I don't think so. I've usually used sigils mostly for material gain, because I'm a material girl. I'm uh, <laughs> a material girl. Um or things relating to the mind. So like, oh I need to improve my memory, oh, or I want to uh better retain this information that I'm studying, or prompting more lucid dreams things of that nature it's always been more stuff that affect myself as opposed to other people but that doesn't necessarily mean that i won't make a sigil for for hexing or cursing i've just haven't had the need to just yet okay can i tell you a funny story hell yeah of course
1: okay so there was this person that i am no longer friends with um and uh it was kind of like the last straw and we were in this person's apartment and um, this person said something to me that I did not like. Um, and it related to me being a homosexual. So um, I never planned on coming back to this person's place ever again. So what I did is I quickly crafted a sigil on my phone. And what I did was I went into the bathroom and where your phone f- Feet are placed when you're sitting on the toilet. I crafted, I I, tr- I kind of drew with water from the faucet, sigils onto the floor so that they could have um, watery stool.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I love that. To, I love that. To
1: bring forth diarrhea. Come to find out, um, I learned this from another friend um, that a couple weeks later they got food poisoning (laughs) which was not my intention (laughs) i didn't want them to get food poisoning. i mean
0: you wanted them to get diarrhea and what better way to get diarrhea than food poisoning i wasn't
1: specific enough i was it was like a knee-jerk reaction and i just said
0: diarrhea (laughs) and And see (laughs) and this is exactly what we're talking about when we phrase sigils with our intentions They're like genie wishes. You said, give her diarrhea. And then the magic said, I'm going to give her food poisoning. So she gets diarrhea. <laughs> that's that's f- fucking cold. I think that's so fucking
1: funny. <laughs> oh, man. But this person's not my friend anymore. So um, or this person's not just involved in my life anymore. So but that's a cool little spell that you can do if you feel inclined to do so. <laughs> little, it's just it's not a big deal. You know, what I mean, it's just I wanted them to feel uncomfortable for a while. And they did. And I'm sure they did. And if anyone has ever had food poisoning, food poisoning feels like you're going to die. It's awful.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh god. Oh gosh. Okay. Oh I love that. <laughs>
0: Anyways. That that was
1: hilarious. Um, so anything else? Anything else on sigil magic that you want to talk about?
0: no we've covered what sigils are we've covered how to charge them and how to activate them and all of the multitude of ways in which a sigil can be employed i think we've we've really covered all the bases yeah i do think i think so too sigil
1: magic is awesome go and craft them um okay so right before we get in, uh we cap off this episode I just want to do a, a really quick mention of our new patrons thank you yo- thank you guys so much for su- for supporting us it really helps so much and now we are you know we are crafting actual gifts for y'all to send to you like spell boxes and prints and tarot readings and things like that so thank you so much for your support to all of our patrons our newest patrons are for the seraphim tier we have julie for the cherubim tier we have the lady ghost new archangel leilani a new thrones is mo and another new thrones is autumn raven thank y'all so much
0: for being part of the many.
1: yeah look at us look at us we've got patrons girl um but yeah thank y'all so much for supporting us we really we really hope you are enjoying what we are producing we work our fucking asses off to get y'all the stuff that we make (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so, with that said, my name is Fonzie. I am Witch Illumisente on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And I am Ryan, aka the Mestizo Mystic on Instagram or just Mestizo Mystic on Twitter. And thank you all for joining us for yet another unholy communion with the Red Text Podcast. The Red Text
1: is a Patreon supported podcast. Become a patron today and gain access to early video releases of upcoming episodes, monthly live-streamed Q and A's, monthly rosary prayer circles, candle magic kits, zodiac tarot readings, and so much more. You also have a chance to be mentioned in future episodes. Join the Coven today at Patreon.com/slash/RedTextCoven. That's Patreon.com/slash/RedTextCoven. Thank you all for listening and for your support.